0: Peace and love everybody. This is Ayana the Model back with another episode of Sex Talk with Highness. There are two people in Highness. It is a sister rap duo that includes both Rebel and Queenie. So waiting for them to join. They should be ready. Um let me make sure that I do send out a request to them. So that they can jump on,
1: and we can get started.
0: Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Hey. Hey, I like mm.
2: it. hey beautiful. Right. Hi. Okay. I've seen I think you're blonde. blonde again. Right.
0: Yes. yes Very. <laughs> very, very blonde, blonde hair. Don't care. I want to get awesome. to the white and then cut it down real low. You're real cute. Is it gonna cut it low, more low? I definitely want to cut it low. I think I'm gonna let it grow out a little bit more.
1: I don't know. I'm, I love like the like blonde, the icy blonde curls. It's like right.
2: Okay. Do some finger I waves like one time like, time like this. <laughs>
1: oh, you should do some waves. Have you done finger waves yet?
0: <sighs> no oh, finger waves. No, yes. I've never done finger waves. Oh shit. Although, oh. I know you. Wasn't. I've always wanted to, but I know that's one of those things that you have to kind of like straighten your hair
2: to do. Or keep your well, hair
1: I do. no, you don't have to.
2: You don't. No, you don't. Have I said, I don't think so. those one girls gonna do um, finger waves to my hair when, when I had like big chop. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You don't have to. Okay. Don't
1: have to. Okay. Oh, well, if you don't need to do that,
0: <laughs> then I am ready for it. <laughs> but if you need to, can then... be really
1: cute. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: But yes. Where are you? How are you, ladies? How how are things?
1: We're good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. We got new music coming. So we mm-hmm.
0: So, yep. briefly introduce yourselves, your name, and just a smidge of what you do. Because, of course, you're going to get into questions that further kind of explore those things. Right, right, right.
2: So
1: I'm Queen. I'm Ravel. And, and together we are
2: Highness. Highness. <laughs> and um, we're a rap duo based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Now in ATLA. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. singers songwriters rappers dancers all that we treat poker's. hope that's all right (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is it's what it is we got
0: lock it in from baltimore we got people from miami tuning in all right all the things yes yes yes. i'm just Mm -hmm. that's smart. So, I know that we did a sex talk with Rebelle, and we uh. left off on some other things, but I feel like since your sister is here, I kind of want to k- redirect the questions that I had with you, kind of back to her and see how she feels a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I want to start off with Queenie and ask, what is your relationship
2: to sex? My relationship to sex? its an interesting question for me. First thing that
1: comes to your mind. I would
2: say... I don't think it's very good. I don't think it's very good. I don't think why? I have a good relationship if I'm being, like, honest with myself. <laughs> why? Not good. He said, why? Um, I feel like I'm, I guess you could say I'm, like, inhibited a little bit. I feel like I've had, like, mostly bad experiences. So it's, like, it's not something that I'm really, like, get comfortable with. <laughs> So I always say like if any of my chakras are blocked, it would probably be my sacral chakra. But it's Mm. like something that I'm actually like working on, like Mm. trying to like let go of like whatever that feeling is that makes me feel like very inhibited and just like standoffish when it comes to like sexual things, I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean by inhibited? Like how are you inhibited? Or uninhibited. Or uninhibited? Maybe that's what I meant to say. Mm. Um. Yeah, just like, you know, like um standoffish, I guess the word, or just like very like um not close minded about it. Like I don't really know the terminology that I'm trying to find to explain it because it's not like I'm like a prude or anything, like I don't judge people or like anything of that kind of sort. But you don't know like, you. Huh? <laughs> you don't got down. You know, you know, I've done my share of that. But it's like because of those things, it's like I'm very standoffish when it comes to it. Like I'm not very open to it. Um, it's not something
1: I do often. <laughs> Does it cause you like any anxiety?
2: Yeah, like causes me anxieties. Like I, I, I would even beg to say, like I have a little bit of fear when it when it comes mm-hmm. to it. Like, where do you think the fear
0: comes from? From the fact that you've never had it be a good experience or the fact that you are yeah is or the fact that you just don't really yeah you're not scared to have a good experience you're just scared to have another bad one
2: Mm, pretty much yeah I think it's a lot of that it's a lot of um like I've just been with the same person for so long too where it's like that that you know I mean like that's true each other relationships were long yeah like I was kind of like into long situations and so it was just like i'm just i'm used to this one person so like i'm not with that person it's it's non-existent to me like i'm not having it i'm not having it it's not around me i'm not like thinking about it and then it's like if it does get presented to me i'm like
1: you know what i mean like hold on now whoa when do you think that whoa comes (laughs) 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 like do you feel is it like whoa i don't like you, or like,
2: whoa. It's like, I don't I even know. A thousand care different to, things I've cared
1: to like you.
2: Yeah, it's all of that.
1: It's a lot of it. I feel
2: like it's just um, a lot of it does come from the stigma around sex and women as well. It was like for a long time, it was like I don't. I'm not a hoe. I don't want you to think I'm a hoe. I don't want to be perceived as a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Was like I didn't want none of that. Even though it's like, if you a hoe, that's cool. I'm not really judging you for it. But I ain't no hoe, and don't ever come step to me like that. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like um, I just felt like. Like I was afraid that it would lower my worth, or I was afraid that a man would would be like, oh, she, I'm gonna treat her different because, or I'm gonna disrespect her, or like, you know what I'm saying? That it that it would like, I don't know. Like I you even
1: felt felt less
2: worthy if you did. Yeah, it was like any time I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it this time. It's like, unless he was my boyfriend and we were in a relationship, it was like I shouldn't have done this. This was a bad experience, and now it's like everybody is like disrespecting me just because i did this one thing with this one person that was sexual. so you
0: internalize the it's value like, of yourself ew. based on the fact that you had casual sex like you did not value casual sex you saw yourself as being judge if you had casual sex if you had casual sex that would be something that would weigh on your value as a person your self-confidence your esteem and you would only think that it actually made sense and was valuable and you can actually have a reason for doing it if
2: you were in a relationship
1: yeah yeah essentially yeah that's probably my yeah
2: it's a lot it's (laughs) a
1: lot of that I feel like really, I, you think it's your I,
0: fault? Why would you say that? No,
1: I mean, not complete. I'm not gonna take all the blame. But you think that
0: I, like there, I, there's I, been some type of um at least influence from the way that you've handled your relationships to how your obviously your sister would see your relationships yeah.
1: yeah. in the way that I think too. Like I, you know, when we were talking about like me just being a tomboy and uh, you know, hanging around a lot of guys. Yeah, and, like I was always very like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not. I'm not you know, I was kind of like mean a little bit to guys when it came to like them flirting with me and things like that, and I remember saying stuff to Samaya, too when we was younger, oh, like don't put my whole name out there on but yeah, like uh, I just remember constantly uh not constantly, but just I just remember certain talks. And me just being like, "You know, just trying to be that big sister and trying to tell her what I know and what I feel, I'm like, Look, yeah. don't do it, yeah, don't do it unless yeah. they deserve it unless they love you unless they yeah, you are a
2: reason for a lot of that, and I don't know how much you already said on the last."
0: Sex talk, y'all have. Yeah, no. I mean it's fine if it flows in and out of things that were discussing. true.
2: Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm about to say this, like I watched you be with the same guy for like seven years. You know what I mean? Like, legitimately. <laughs> However many years it was too many. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, and it was like, and it was just that guy. Like you literally lost your virginity to this dude, and then was with him for like almost ten years. Like, mm. and so it was like I having that as a representation and being like. And they have her tell me, like, you shouldn't do that. And then be like, no, I'm going to do it anyway, because I promise you ain't going to go like how you're saying it's going to go. And then doing it. And then it went exactly how she said it was going to go. And I'm like, she was right. She was right. This is what they talk about. This is what they need. Yeah. Over time of that, I guess, happening over and over, um, it just made me, like, very, like, "Mm -mm, no. Mm -hmm. then they're going to devalue you so don't (laughs) even do it there's no point in doing it you're not going to enjoy it he's going to devalue you (laughs) yeah i um, think
0: that it is so there is definitely something to say about someone committed to you and i think that that idea of commitment has nothing to do with the dynamic or the establishment of the title or whatever it is that you have going on but oftentimes people put so much value into that title that they make it so that there is a couple of things that are attached to the title so when we have a title now you can get respect now you can get love now you can get right. Now you can get all these things because we have this title but really all those things connected to the title have nothing to do with the title itself it has everything to do with the psychology of the person and their idea of the title I find that I have had a lot of alternative relationships. And a lot of reasons why I discuss the different relationships that I've had is because I think it is kind of like the 360, or I guess the 180 to what it is that a lot of people experience, because I haven't been with a whole lot of relationships that were traditional. I haven't had a whole lot of boyfriends or girlfriends or any partners for long term. I never really had a partner in any long term that like exceeded eight months really, like for Mm -hmm. the first time in my life until like last year. So every single connection that I've had with someone always was with someone who I met this one time, I traveled to this one country, I had this one nightstand, I had a lover in a different Mm -hmm. city, I would see this person when I traveled to that city. It always looked very different from like, oh, this is my boyfriend, this is what me and my boyfriend do, and this is how me and my boyfriend act. So I think that, really there's a level of discernment that just comes with how much you work on yourself you know and how long you are alone in order to work on yourself because if you are always in relationships that's hard too it's not hard because you can explore a lot in relationships but let's say you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't explore that much then you're kind of stuck in a relationship that you're not really growing in and you can't really work on yourself because you're your your mind is working with someone else um so i would say that i think finding more about who queenie is sexually and who queenie is um sensually and what queenie likes and all the things that makes her happy and aroused and flourish is what's going to allow you to attract people who are going to feed into that regardless of the commitment it can be a little bit of work to kind of like you know deconstruct in the mind like oh I don't have to have a boyfriend to do this you know maybe that's not the case like maybe you are always going to need to have a boyfriend in order to do that but I think the idea of someone committing is a lot easier to understand and to discern if you worked on yourself enough to be like oh this person will just do what my big sister just said because obviously i saw all these flags and they've always showed me themselves in this way and yeah they said that they didn't like me but that's the only thing they said and nothing else is you know there with them they have no commitment they have no respect like i think it goes much more than like it goes much farther than like this person is not my boyfriend that's why they did these things it's like no, no no this person is this way boyfriend or not that's why they do these things it's right. it's really important to to tell Um, how this person is whether they're my boyfriend or not and that can allow me to explore more people without feeling negative about my experiences because we're going to have great experiences and I don't have to have this whole you know cloud on me thinking that okay if I'm promiscuous or I'm a hoe or I'm I'm doing all these things that I dislike because you just had an amazing experience with an amazing person
2: that respects you and it has nothing to do with him being your boyfriend
1: right right
2: (laughs) you know I feel like that's Mm -hmm. like a realization that i've like been coming to especially as of late Mm -hmm. i had to like really think about this because like i used to like always feel like i'm not even going to come or orgasm or anything in the realm if it's not my man like Mm -hmm. i'm not in completely in love and engulfed in this relationship like Because I've never experienced it otherwise. Like, I tried it. Like, you gave me a good couple times to try to just fuck somebody on the strength of, like, we're in this moment and, like, it's feeling right and I'm just going to go for it. And it was, like. Mm, this is the second time I've done this and it was trash the other side too so there must be trends going on here you know and I just started to formulate that in my mind but I realized recently that like no it's just the person and the people that I'd be attracting like <laughs> and it's not so much of like even how I feel about the person besides it being like the actual person themselves I don't think that makes any sense but like Yeah, I've I've been been deconstructing that in my mind. And and I'm also like, I'm completely, think completely different now about relationships and love and sex and all of that shit than I did back, you know. But it was like I was with the same person, you know, for like six years. Like I'm 28 now. So it was like I was just turned 22. You know what I mean? Like I had to learn. I've learned so much just about men too, like they really just want to destroy us and just tear us down as much as they can. <laughs> not
1: and all of them, but a
2: to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like now I feel like it's more of a rebellion where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna if I want to, like, I, I have better discernment now, and I'm not gonna let any outside opinions determine what I feel like doing when I feel like doing it because I'm grown as hell and you're childish, mm-hmm. bro. Mm, period we love the progression
1: it's like (laughs) I feel like with us that's how we're feeling right on the surface logically Mm -hmm. but it's still affecting us you think so yeah like deeply it's still affecting Mm -hmm. us that's why we're like still well see I
2: feel like my issue now actually is just that I'm not attracted to anybody ever (laughs) Hmm. So it's like I'm, I'm involuntary. It is very rare
1: for, for you to be attracted to someone. I just don't like, I don't like niggas a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I feel that
2: I do want
0: to be like. It's not, it's not, it's not all. Um, mm-hmm. wait, you're 21. No, you just turned 22. You said 28 I'm 28. Oh, 28. Okay, cool. There's someone that's like 28. I was 21. Okay, someone thought you were 21. The past six R&D. Years. But yeah, I'm sorry. 28. Um no someone thought you were 21. Um kiss the crown. Um someone was just like don't spread that lie about you saying like all men want to hurt you. I agree that like not all men. Um there's there's no generalization for everything, but there are definitely way too many experiences of because the men that don't hurt me end up disrespect that
2: you know, <laughs> what you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying cuz the men that don't hurt me end up being my friends.
1: <laughs> oh, period. Right, cuz it's like yeah, that's true. It's not It's definitely not an overgeneralization. Generalizing, yeah, I don't, I don't mean (laughs) to overly generalize, but But, yeah, yeah. one thing you know we're from
2: the Midwest,
1: and so we just got a loose. Yeah, I'm
2: sorry, you were about to say something, I kind of cut you off. were you about to.
0: Um, I don't. I wanted to ask Rebel, you've you've had experiences in and out of relationships, and you don't necessarily have a, or do you? Do you? You've had experiences in our relationships that you've enjoyed correct Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so Mm -hmm. how would you say that you've kind of judged or navigated um something that your sister seemed to be struggling with like finding or engaging with someone that is not your partner but really enjoying the experience and having that be something that you put in your you know life journey that kind of helps you navigate further relationships or you know um continue to have sex with other people who you're not necessarily dating but um well you could be dating but not necessarily in a committed relationship with
1: well it's like i've been doing that just recently as far as with my ex this <laughs> like as far as just bending the block back on them which i had never really done every time i like you were an ex it was like okay we're done we could be cool and we'll be cool forever but like yeah i'll I'll never mess with you like that again i'll never give that part of myself to you again but then um yeah my last two exes like i I, that's why i feel like i'm turning that corner i'm like coming to a a different place like i feel like there was a place where i was where samaya was where she's like like i said on the surface Mm. like i feel like i was kind of on the surface of it like yeah, it's less shame and it's fucked up and all this kind of stuff, and, like, we should, you know, like, you should be free to be and just be smart and all, you know, it's life, and I I understood these things, but I still felt like, you know, you have to be, honestly, which, what I was saying on the last uh, live, you have to be, like, obsessed with me and love with me, and, like, I understood later that that was this control dynamic or, like, that's made me feel better about allowing you to have sex with me um and so even i learned just through certain scenarios that i didn't necessarily try to be in like i i was with a guy casually but i don't act like when i like someone i wasn't used to even being i'm used to being in relationships for so long so when I met this guy and was hanging with this guy, I was almost being kind of relationshipy with him, and he loved it, and he, you know, next thing you know, I want you to meet my daughter. And it was just like all of a sudden, this is feeling like a for-real relationship. And uh, I realized in that moment, I don't love him. Hmm. I don't love him, but I've been having sex with him. And I never, I never made nothing really... A thing like you know what I'm saying did I ever say me EJ was oh, yeah. a couple? No. Uh, yeah, I don't so, think so. I don't remember that. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I ever said like because I we never was like it never was like an official thing. You know what I mean? But he was respectful. He was he was like if I wanted a relationship, if I was in that space of being in, in love and open, which I just wasn't at that time emotionally. I would've, you know what I mean? Because he was those things, you know what I mean? So yeah, so it was like, I realized in that moment, it was almost like a light bulb where I was just like, yo, I've been having sex with him and I've been comfortable doing that, which I've never been able to do because I I tried it once drunk and then I tried it another time and both times was just awful, 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 awful. But then yeah, I'm like, what? So so this is, hasn't been awful, the person. right? <laughs> yeah, the, right. Like you <laughs> said, but this, yeah, this is this is this is great, and you know, and then I realized I felt so bad because you know I felt like I kind of like led him on, and then mm-hmm. let him know that it's like, I don't
0: <laughs> love you, but I'm in this connection with you or have well, no, a relationship, that. but it's not a committed monogamous relationship
1: right yeah mm. yeah and but honestly though it wasn't even that i i actually broke it off like
0: i actually after just, you found out after you had the realization that you don't love him you decided to not continue
1: yeah well no uh it was like two weeks <laughs> And he was supposed to come on my birthday. And so that's when I felt like, okay, I'll be able to talk to him when he comes in person because I hadn't seen him for a while. And so uh, then he didn't show up for my birthday. And then I was just kind of like, done with it at that point. I was just like, yeah. And then the person who is my ex now (laughs) was was there. And he was just so helpful and so like wonderful. And I'm just like, You know, the guy that I'm smashing isn't even here for my goddamn (laughs) birthday. You know, so. Here comes Prince Thomas. Right. right? (laughs) World wind love affair. (laughs) And that was the first time I moved quickly in a relationship. Mm. So it was after that light bulb because I usually freaking drag men through like this. Really? (laughs) long friendship zone period before i'm like hmm you're still here <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> hmm. still doing
0: things oh.
1: you see you like me
0: for things. real so like yeah you me. like about me. the uh the
1: sex here i think so, there's yeah, something not about the sex, valuable right? about I feel like that i like to give the pussy when i feel convinced that they don't think they're ever gonna get it. Like I i would get off on that. Like once they are like convinced like yeah she's they get to telling me their business, embarrassing shit about them, shit about other females and I just know they would not tell a female if they're trying to smash her. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't say these things. Once they start being like really, really raw and honest and real and like uh, okay. start really getting into some psychological shit and
2: uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
1: Growing in this conversation then it's like, mm, now you're getting the pussy as soon as you let your whole little <laughs> masculine guard down of like trying to get me. Yeah, or ego guard down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: I think there's something valuable with that method, you know, because um, I once heard a while back that like the psychology, with the psychology of people in relationships, you get to see who people truly are within four months it's like very hard for someone to hide who they are past four months mm-hmm. so there is like if you wanted to use that method of trying to get to know someone for a long time or dragging them through the friend zone i think that that's perfect because dragging them through the friend zone is nothing negative it's literally just waiting and being my friend like that's not a problem <laughs> i think that like people make <laughs> i dragged you to the friend zone it was like oh, did you just not have sex with him and and in and half and hung around you yeah that's what I did Oh, okay that's cool um I think that like that's very very valuable and I think that that is kind of in a sense it's very interesting I think I've done both things unconsciously I don't think I've intentionally been like I'm going to wait for this um on with too many relationships I think I definitely did that with one lover that I had for like a good period of time I think I I considered him a lover because we weren't in a relationship and when i would travel to his city we would have sex and we would be very open with our sexual experiences and um our our like vulnerability and things about our lives things about our family so we had a great friendship that's really what the basis was and we would um have sex So i consider people who have a relationship with me in that way my lover so I had a lover he was in new york at the time and i would always go up to new york when i would go up to new york i would see him um and um this person wow i forgot my point so <laughs> there goes there goes that oh i remember okay so <laughs> okay is she so with this person i don't usually i don't usually drag things on but for whatever reason i told myself that for this person i don't want to do anything at all with them i don't want to kiss them i don't want to like hug them too long i you know could hold hands with them but that's like the extent of what i will do and it took me four weeks to have our first kiss And I think there was something special about the waiting period because we didn't see each other every single day, but we saw each other every single week. And so we, you know, for all intents and purposes, dated for four weeks before we had our first kiss. And then that first kiss was just such built up passion and desire that, you know, it turned into a first lick and a first this and a first that. Um, (laughs) We didn't didn't have um, direct penetrative sex, but we had. Some form of sex that night and because it took so long to get to the kiss we didn't and we didn't even do everything that first time we just got to the point where we ha- desired each other and wanted to see each other again and i think that like that build up is very very powerful and it's very very valuable and i think that allowing someone to wait is perfect because that's what you are doing you're getting to know waiting has such a bad connotation because people don't want to get to know you and it's an issue with the fact that they don't really want a relationship they just want a small relation that one time and then it's done and that's fine for people who want to do that i'm not that so Anytime I engage with someone, that's not what this is. Like, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that with you. Um, so just move on. If you see Ayana, you think to yourself, mm, she looks kind of sexy." Just move on. Just move on. It's not. It's never. It's never going to happen for you. I'm. I'm so. I use this word a lot with my friend. Me, and my friend always laugh about this word, like militant. Like I'm so militant when it comes to stuff like that. That like. I'm never going to give anyone the time of day Um, just because I just, I I can't physically or mentally or spiritually bring myself there. Um, So I think that allowing a waiting period so that you are getting to know someone, so that you are establishing a relationship with someone, so that there is a basis for what you have with someone is what everyone really should be doing unless you really are not wanting to put any close connection in those ways with people because you can easily have trans you know you can easily have like a more transactional approach you can easily have um a more like this is just a relation for me and this is what i'm doing approach but for me no matter who this person is to me whether you are committing yourself to me as a official partner whether you are a lover of mine that lives a thousand miles away whether you are the person who is going to marry me like it's going to be the same process with each and every one of those people for me personally
2: yeah that's that's facts i've actually that's uh, something else that i've realized about myself too because i've never like met somebody and like fucked in that same night like <laughs> i've never had a one-night stand or like mm-hmm. the, or not even like Damn. within the first week like i am definitely like you try to kiss me on and this is our first date i'm gonna be like Oh, what are you doing what are you doing <laughs> like, even if I really really like you yeah even if I really like you I'm really attracted to you like and it, it is one of those things that I, I realized this about myself I don't have to be in love to enjoy the sex what it is is I have to be physically attracted and mentally attracted like you gotta hit me on both of those levels like I'm shallow but I also have depth it's, it's <laughs> it, it don't make no sense <laughs> I was like, okay, that's my problem because like either he's really attractive and I'm like, ooh, and then he starts talking to me and I'll be like, hmm, (laughs) interesting thing you got going on there or it's like oh my god you're so cool i fuck with you super tough but like i'm not really that sexually attracted (laughs) to you but like you're really cool i really want to hang out with you like you know what i mean (laughs) and so it's like um (laughs) getting both of those things that's when i'm like oh yeah and then i end up falling in love and then becomes a relationship and even if that's not what i wanted originally Mm. so that's what like that's another thing that i'd be like "Mm." i started getting a little anxiety boiling up in there Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. that's interesting. Pretty much been my experience, but like mm. at the same time, I'd be like, because like I don't know, I have a lot of friends, you know. Sometimes I'd be like talk to my homegirl, and she'd be like, "Girl, oh my god, I met this guy. He gave me seven orgasms in one no." And I'd just be like, "Wow, like I, <laughs> I, I I can't fathom what that is like." <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? I want her to like, you know. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to try. I'm not completely closed. Like I want a couple of them too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: I think that um, we ain't gotta get right. I think it's (laughs) interesting to. So, I didn't have a one night fan for a for what I thought was a long time as well. Like people used to talk about them, and I used to be like, (laughs) can't relate. So I. For a while i just didn't really know what that could look like i was just like okay so how like how does that work like how do you get to the point where a one night stand is working for you because i am a person who is up depth mm-hmm. i'm a person who i need connections i need a physical connection i need uh, emotional connection um even if it's not like i need your soul bare to me in vulnerability like i need you to be emotionally connected to me in the moment that we are connected like i don't need you right. to yeah. attack, weirdly. Like. Mm-hmm. I need you to, you know, to be and and what I consider normal. People consider it not normal because it's not a typical thing that people do. But for me in my relationships, it's normal for me. So I, I need a lot of things. I also don't necessarily need that mental connection if like someone is honoring me and censoring my pleasure and I'm attracted to them in that moment. Like that can happen for me where now a one night stand is the case um but i also found that that was more prominent for me when i started to travel now it was never a thing that happened in the u.s and when i went to college i didn't really do it and then i wasn't having sex in college anyway um until my later years i think my senior year in college was when i finally started having sex because it was after i turned 21 years old When I went to like Costa Rica for the first time when I was studying abroad and then I had gone to, you know, after I graduated college, I went all the way to Asia and lived there for a year. Like I was starting to have these experiences where these people who I didn't speak all the language with or didn't really have like that Uh, deep of a connection because we had so long of a connection it was this person that i met this time who was so committed to centering my pleasure and expressing themselves in a sexual or sensual way that was very very passionate just gave me a different idea of how i wanted to engage in this one night stand and i never saw them again like but it was such a great it was still it's For so many of those experiences, I can think of at least two or three, they're still some of the best experiences of sex I've ever had in my life, but they haven't happened more than once. It has only happened one time. So I think that also Mm -hmm. when it comes to exploration, there is a value to
1: leaving where you
0: at. Like there's so, it's, (laughs) it's, it's so important to explore other people and also i was talking about this with somebody one of my friends was saying that they think that they should oh it was you (laughs) (laughs) rebel you you said that you think that someone should date outside their race at least once because it teaches them so much about their body and i was thinking about that because when i was in the u.s before when i was growing when i was growing up in miami i had never dated anyone who wasn't a person of color black or latin or caribbean of some sort and then i uh dated not like committed officially but i had my first experience with a white man when i went to massachusetts naturally and when i went to massachusetts (laughs) um you know i was talking to this jewish guy there who now i'm still friends with him to this day but we have like over 10 years of friendship and he was someone who centered my pleasure who was like really focused on like having exploration for me i had my first yoni massage with him i showered with a man for the first time and it was with him i had my first threesome with him like all these things was first with him And I was just open to the fact that I wanted to explore, and not to say that I didn't explore with any other people that I dated of any other races, ethnicities, because I have, but it was something special about me being as open to explore different things that has allowed me to know more things about my body and the dynamics of relationships that I want based on the fact that I wasn't bogged down with having one view of who I wanted to share my body with. So I think that that's also very important.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I have never been with anything besides a black man. The closest was a half black, half Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know. I I get real weird about that. I get real weird about that, and it's really because it's like I get nervous because I'll be like I'm a black woman through and through and it's like you know sometimes it just be like I don't Want, just don't say anything weird to me or, like, just don't make me feel weird. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get nervous that they're going to, like, start judging me or, like, I can't just be myself. Like, I start to mask without even noticing and, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Where you start to, like, out of nowhere, you just start talking with the white people voice and, like, <laughs> like I don't want to feel like that at all. Like, I'm going to be myself no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, I'd rather just stay away from environments that make me feel like if I be myself, people are going to judge me you know what i mean
0: yeah to a certain degree though that's the thing you overall, know, we we have, have to,
2: to people work past the Opportunity. huh what, wait what do you say <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i started rambling a little bit but i'm just saying that i i know i care i like i care too much about what people think but it's like it'd be the person in the moment you know what i mean like in that moment that i'm interacting with you I have too much empathy. It's like, I'm going to think about what you think about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to try not to be offensive. I'm going to try not to come off whatever, whatever. Like, well, my niggas, I don't think about that shit. I don't think about it at all. You know what I mean? But like, as soon as I get around another demographic of people, it's like, oh my gosh, now I have to like, what are they going to think of me? (laughs) I don't want
1: to be a nigger. Right? Like,
2: yeah, I so think that, we're gonna... that I feel like I wouldn't be comfortable enough to like let go. Like my comfortability matters a lot with the person I'm dealing with, and I'm just very comfortable with black men, and especially black men who date and prefer black women. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been like I dated a guy who dated a lot of white girls, and it was like I was just like I just I, I can't do it, I can't do it, like. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's it's something here that you you make me, you, you offend me sometimes without trying to, and, and I don't always want to have to call you out about it or, like, trying to educate you or whatever. I just need a nigga who knows Black women, who loves Black women, and we ain't got to have this conversation. Like, yes. I,
0: I think that um there is definitely nothing wrong with that. I think that having... well you already said that you know that you probably think a little bit too much of how people probably think of you because I think that the more that you um, I think there was a comment here that was perfect like maybe you haven't met one of the substance of your authenticity like the more you put into how authentic you're going to be the less you care about how people receive that authenticity because then now you have a commitment to truth and you have a commitment to who you are intentionally and i feel like those commitments make it very hard for you to change up when someone else comes into the room or the space or the city or y- your relationship that might not look similar to other people you're not gonna want to conform for them you're gonna want to be yourself and that is what like working on you does working on you makes it very 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 hard for you to conform like working on you makes it like okay bitch, i'm like you just said it, like, i'm a black person through and through it was like if you If you were so confident in that, that would transcend past whatever ethnicity or race or person or age or profession that comes your way. Like, no matter who it is, you're going to be that queenie Black woman through and through. Like, nothing is going to allow you to switch. And there was a level of a shift for me when it came to that perspective. Because now that you're speaking, I'm like, you know, I definitely had some of those insecurities and that i think i worked through in college i think that there was an idea of how people see you and how people understand you and how people judge you and for for that that for me meant that you know people are going to have an expectation of who i'm supposed to be as a black woman and how i'm supposed to show up then i start to think hmm i am intelligent I am well rounded. I am well spoken. I am understanding. I am compassionate. I am a damn good time. I'm a great person. Like, If someone decides to think of me negatively when I'm just being myself, then obviously that person is not for me. I don't have to change and conform and do all these things for that person. I think that this goes back to what I always say about people-pleasing. Like, a lot of times people-pleasing is only insecurities. Like, it has nothing to do with anybody else but yourself. Because the moment you decide to not please anybody, the moment you decide to be free, and that's it like there nothing happens the world doesn't crumble down you don't like lose a bunch of people in your life like all you do is just stop feeling so bad all the time like well, you know that that works you know and I think that when you had the idea in your mind that like okay I'm a, I don't want people to think that I'm not a good person I don't want people to think that I'm not you know cool I don't want people to think that you know I'm not smart it was like well are you smart oh well, yeah, yeah I am are, are you cool yeah yeah I'm kind of cool like are, are you are you a good person Yeah, you know, I try to be a good person. Okay, then you don't have to worry about how people are (laughs) receiving you because you are those things. You you don't have to worry about what you are. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing that people are going to do that is going to take you out of who you are so if you just are who you are then you don't have to worry about anything else and you will definitely not make everybody happy you will definitely not have everybody like you you will definitely not have everybody receive you or respect you because that's not the world the world is not going to all love and all receive and all respect but the right people will and you're never going to have to change for those people like you're always going to only have to be yourself so i think that there's like a level of confidence with self that is going to literally bypass all that because then you you can have your own boundaries too if you say no i'm willing to talk to different people that are different from the from the black men i'm used to but if you say something crazy it's gonna be a no period period because if somebody says something crazy to me it's gonna be a no for me too like it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you're a black man or not like if you say something crazy it's gonna be a no so it whatever your boundaries are it doesn't have to like be dictated on what you're used to or what you like. You can have boundaries across the board and people are gonna have to adhere to those things because those are just the things that you are gonna flow with, you know? And I think that's outside of the scope of like, your comfort, you know?
2: Yeah, cause you know, it's really coming a lot from a place of trauma too. Like, mm-hmm. dumped into a place where it was like, I came from a predominantly black environment and then I got dumped into a place that was like predominantly Hispanic or like, Specific, even more they're specifically white. mexican like yeah but it was mostly like yeah. even the mexican even the white people there was minorities but like oh
0: but they thought they, too. They like yeah they, they, they you know it's just mostly it's mostly latin <laughs> and most of them latins are racist so
2: i call them white right like, exactly yeah. that's what i was saying they they think they're they think they white anyway so yeah <laughs> but it was like so you know it was like being in that environment and just always being like treated like there's a problem with my skin, there's a problem with my hair, there's a problem that I'm a black woman. You know what I'm saying? It was like, at one point I did definitely internalize a lot of those things. Mm. But it was like through that experience as well, it's it why I'm so, stand so firm in my blackness now. Because mm. at that time it was like, I thought it was a problem with my hair and I thought it was a problem with my skin. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I had my sister and my mom, and it was like, if there's a problem with my skin, then there's a problem with their skin and ain't nothing wrong with their skin. <laughs> And you got them fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And through that, I would say is when I started to be like, Oh, well, fuck all that shit that they talk about, because they're wrong. I'm the fucking beautiful. My hair is like fucking amazing. And like I'm a great person. And and you're not even gonna take the time to get to know me, then that's you. You missed out. Like (laughs) so, Mm -hmm. like I definitely feel that, and I definitely do feel that way to an extent as well. But it's like I just dealt with so much racism from people that weren't even white that it'd be like my mind wasn't even open up to that. And I also feel like I never really had a lot of guys from other races try me either so it's like you know it's not something I'm completely opposed to yes like, i to find on tiktok and stuff i'll be like oh okay we're here. <laughs> you know i watch too much anime, i don't know but like <laughs> <laughs> but you know if somebody was to just try me and they were just handsome as hell like i, probably, I, probably, <laughs> I feel you
0: i feel you because i had very few people outside of my own race really Peak an interest in me either you know I was just like do y'all these, these motherfuckers out here like me because I just never thought that they did until I started traveling and I was like okay <laughs> y'all do like me but you know not in America <laughs> but but you know all over the world though they do so that's why I always promote traveling too for people who are just learning more about themselves period like you need to feel to who start. you are outside of America, because who you are is going to develop when you see who you are outside of this space.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. True. Okay. I do feel like traveling do give you a new air of, like, confidence and just, like, Awareness,
0: girl. I had a French Canadian be like, "Oh, it's your, it's your booty." Now there is, I'm not because there's no level of because a lot of people just like, okay, well, I don't want to be like objectified, and I don't want to be like exotified I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, so to a certain extent, I'm cool with it. Like, there's, it's there's a level of confidence that comes with someone who is who sees you as so exotic that they are really highlighting different parts of your body that you never thought were amazing. When I was in Canada i'm you know petite i'm skinny and <laughs> i went up there and this guy was like your butt your butt and granted yes i'm a black woman who's in fucking french Canada, Canada, and yeah i don't i'm not the typical person i'm american and he was he loved my butt like for whatever reason it was it was my ass for him okay it was <laughs> that's, that's what it was okay <laughs> he ate it i mean it was he just I, he, he loved it and i was like okay Girl. after that moment i never thought anything about my ass other than this is amazing my ass is a ama- there was someone who wanted to eat my ass because he saw me walking in the street in canada bitch. my ass is amazing like <laughs> there there's a level of confidence that you get from just different people seeing your body in different ways because there's so much insecurity that's embedded in the way that we see ourselves where we are just because of so much history and so much education miseducation so much you know like insecurities that people are traveling down and putting on you so much things that your family say about you and your body so much things that people around you say about you and your body like you're not going to really think wonderful things about your body if you're only seeing it through the lens of people who don't like you for real you know so there's a level of like oh you know he's exotifying me okay oh in a way it's like the antithesis to someone who is racist as hell like maybe someone should exotify me so i see how amazing i am because i've been getting it from
1: the opposite end so long right right. i feel like that was kind of my dynamic in a weird way in san antonio because for me it was like yeah the black guys definitely were not checking for black women a lot in san antonio so that was kind of a downer but then Um, but the Hispanics, the whites, they were more, um, just like into me, you know what I mean? Which I had never experienced. I was, had a lot of like body shame as far as being slim and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. coming from my hometown and, um, yeah, like being in San Antonio, it was like, oh my God, you're so fit. Like, and they're like, your ass is fat. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, <laughs> hey, I was oh my God! slick! At that I time you know, though, she was on the depot. She
2: was on the depot shot at that time though. You did, you did, that game, oh, like you a little did. bit weight. Oh, she did. But that but wasn't great. Still crazy. wasn't that <laughs> much though. I, yeah. right. I was like only like
1: five, like <laughs> a size four.
0: But when you were back in milwaukee a lot of people that you know looked like you the you grew up in a black neighborhood like all those people you had a lot of body shame from that experience so yeah. going to a place that had more latin and more white who just said something great about your body you started to think differently about your body yeah
1: yeah right right just seeing that different perspective i'm like okay like like and i mean not not even like you know just you working at the places i work bartending and stuff like that like people giving me all this money just because they're so enamored by my beauty like is it that fucking serious <laughs> am i that gorgeous like even women too like buying me shots like women are like oh my god you're so beautiful like you know and it was like i mean in certain ways it was like a lot of racism and a lot of backhanded shit with it as well yeah it's like knowing that it comes from a good place because they think I'm so beautiful, but yet they're so racist that they can't believe I'm black because mm-hmm. they feel like I'm so beautiful. So yeah. what are you? And that was kind of why I grew my locks, just so it could just be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. make no mistake. I am uh, black at, and black up in here.
2: And we got to start working <laughs> at the, um, <laughs> at the uh, Mexican Hooters. It's called Ojos Locos. Ojos. If you're in Texas, you heard about Ojos Locos. But, like, oh, Yeah yeah and um yeah and we had started working there together and stuff and at first we were like wearing our wigs and stuff but then like bash was like fuck that she had just started her locks. she had a little baby lock and so she was like nervous a little bit at first and then she was like fuck that i'm gonna wear a fucking like, itchy ass wig i'm just gonna wear my hair i asked them
1: first though yeah cuz they like it was like it was crazy. They used to be, Yeah, like, it was one it was an extremely shit. like sexist um type of work That's environment. Scary. It was like, it was kind of like a Hooters but like a Hispanic version um called Ojo Locos. And it was yeah. so funny cuz they were racist as hell. I had all this experience and they didn't hire me. And I'm just like, "What? Like I never get hired. I never not get hired. Once I have an interview, I have the job like because I am qualified and I am think <laughs> you want." <and> need. <laughs> so like um, yeah, she I was just was like, like, I feel like it's racist because I looked around. It's like no one is is brown, no one. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, I just feel like it's all Locos, locals. They want like Hispanic bitches up in here. I told her, I'm like, get you a freaking wavy wig because like you're lighter skin. Like going there, I feel like you'll get hired. Got hired.
2: I had no experience. No experience. I had Got never hired. served
1: before. It's my first serving job. I was that, like, she was like, Sam,
2: go go apply. You are gonna get hired. I was like, all right. I went and <laughs> applied fucking got hired I was like oh you're right like oh my god this colors of shit is so real like that's what I'm like nobody could ever tell me anything about it I know it firsthand from both instances like <laughs> from being the darkest girl in the room and being the lightest girl in the room like, experience both you know what I mean so like that shit blew my mind and I was the only black girl like brown skinned black girl there for a long time it was like two other black girls but they were so light and ambiguous like you couldn't tell you
1: know what I mean? and I ended up getting hired later yes and,
2: and yeah and my boss was like like, you have a like we came to eat there and he was like you have a sister tell her to apply like <laughs> and then she applied she with the whole process whatever got hired or whatever and then they hired they started they hire like two or three more dark-skinned black girls after that but like i swear she opened the door for this <laughs> <laughs> like yeah we got him up through there but uh but
1: yeah this bitch came in there making Bank with her little with the little baby locks. Oh yeah, I showed the the manager a picture because they were very strict. We actually got scored on our appearance. It was like crazy. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, like it was a crazy sexist kind of job. But like we really got scored on our appearance. But anyways, um I showed one of the managers a picture of me just with my locks, and they were really small at the time. Like just little, little. They look like curls They always used though. to piss she me good off good. like they're not curls but he was like oh yeah no no that looks good that looks good and I promise you I made way more money because it was just like the girl with the locks the girl with the- it was like I just look so different yeah so yeah 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 Yeah. and one thing i noticed too is
2: that men sometimes will just say that they like something just because it's popular to say just because Mm -hmm. men have created a culture around this particular thing being popular and this is where i used to like come at my ex a lot because he's a rapper and i used to be like you're a colorist and i used to come at him for being colorist all the time he's like i'm not colorist i love dark-skinned women and i used to be like how come you don't never rap about dark-skinned women how come you don't never rap about dark-skinned women I don't know, it I mean, just, oh, because it's just maybe. cool to say. Men just say they like big booty BBL baddies just because it's just cool to say and they mm-hmm. like the fucking, what is that called? Dictation or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways you know they just say that they like these things but they like everything really because I remember dudes in high school saying ugh I don't mm-hmm. like black girls and shitting on black girls and then later on in life they was in my DM on Facebook you know what I mean I'm like oh I thought you ain't like black girls yeah mm-hmm. bye cause it was just like, <laughs> cool to say like yeah I to say, like. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just- yeah. I'm say that <laughs> we,
0: i don't know if it's going to give me a countdown because sometimes it does we are definitely like two minutes away from it being an hour maybe like
1: five minutes away at max
0: um i am just gonna see if we could take questions and then maybe we could just do a round two um people were putting all types of shit in the uh <laughs> comments which i appreciate but i definitely I was to see it. the comments. um right because <laughs> so we were talking so if you have any new questions that you want to ask or old questions that no one paid attention to, please send them now. You can write them um, into the captions or write them into the question box on a down right hand side of your screen. Um, yeah. And then this will be played back on my page if you are wanting to know. What we said this is going to be a playback i'm um, going to be posted on here on instagram and i'm also going to take the audio and put it on my podcast which you can find on spotify apple podcasts and all different platforms and i'll also be putting this on youtube by the weekend um so if you have any questions definitely write them in the caption so that we can read them and answer them um i think i had glanced like back and forth a little bit and tried to like put in there when i saw a question i was just like let me just say this out loud to answer this question even though i didn't directly address it um <laughs> so if y'all have any more questions y'all can, y'all can do so but we can definitely uh, do a round two but i was really interested um not really interested but really happy that this kind of got into a lot of the dynamics of like how you see yourself sexually based on how people are perceiving you based on like things like racism and colorism and you know relationships and dynamics with different people and different places and you know just reiterating like the things that we um, said earlier but um but yeah i think that it's very interesting for you guys to have been in milwaukee with one experience be on the west coast with another experience and now being in atlanta with a whole different experience you know what is the difference would you say between atlanta and milwaukee seeing as though they're both predominantly black cities for you too um i
2: feel like because Atlanta is more of a melting pot, it's more of a diversity, I could say, of, like, black men, where I feel like Milwaukee is kind of like... The all, all the niggas are pretty much the same, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like same kind of mentality. They, they kind of move the same way, and then there's like some here or there, every now and again. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. But like Atlanta is just so many people from so many different places that you really get like all these different flavors, like <laughs> and styles and, <laughs> and styles people. and just whatever. It's like, yeah, and it is. That is. That is.
1: Mm-hmm. I think too. Um, uh, Atlanta is very like the people that come here, are, and the people like the people that live here are very proud, and the people that come here, kind of have like, some type of something about themselves for the fact that they came out here and tried to start a life out here and trying to go after mm-hmm. something out here. So um, I just feel like it's a the mentality just different. Anyways. Yeah, like it's just a certain type of a uh, networking energy that isn't like the like dating pressure is is not that tight here i feel like because you can easily just get someone's instagram and you know what i'm saying just connect and and for whatever reason or go to you know like it it could be completely casual like almost like that dragging people through a friend zone thing like in atlanta it just naturally can just work that way as far as like you just being completely cool with different people and then you know, if the gods will and Cupid, Cupid shoots the arrow, you know, whatever, it means something, you know. But it, I think that is a big difference because it's like in Milwaukee, it's very, like, kind of almost traditional. Like, hmm. whereas Atlanta tends to make their own rules in a sense, which I'm so for. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we be kind of more doing what you see fit and what's comfortable with you and what you're about. It's like just more respectful, more mature in a sense to me. Where I feel like Milwaukee is very traditional, and honestly, a lot of tri- traditional ideals to me are immature. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It comes to like a lot of the stuff comes off immature to me because where do, where do, a lot of the immature stuff that you hear, where did it come from? Their parents, mm-hmm. like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. men here are more progressive. Yeah, <laughs> men here are more progressive, more open, like more uh, not as judgmental. Yeah. Um. Is yeah. yeah. So slightly different energy. Mm-hmm, definitely a slightly different energy, and you definitely got the misogynists and the players and mm-hmm. all that stuff because you got all these flavors here though. So that that's I guess that's going back to what you were saying. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting
0: yeah i um i think that that is is cool um just because mm-hmm. i've never been to milwaukee you know i don't know the dynamics i don't know this, the city at all i don't know the people um all i know is the stories that rebel tells me so <laughs> that's the only <laughs> only thing that i have connected and
1: uh, kill mill kill mill, still mm, mill, true. True
2: mill. <laughs> say what <laughs> <laughs> Just start naming off the nickname.
1: Right. Is that what people call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Killmill. Kill mill? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Kilwaukee. Yeah. yeah. It's just a little city. It was rated
2: as the work at the, the bottom. one awesome. first uh they was the top rated, I think, city for like black on Black violence or some shit like that. Like before it was Chicago, but like one of them years, like two thousand eighteen or some shit, Milwaukee was number one. Mm. Like it got, it's it's really gotten worse over the years. But yeah, it's bad, it's really bad. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. And that just kind of the negativity of that just kind of floats in every aspect of life, including sexuality, including relationships, including like who you're gonna be meeting. Pretty much, mm-hmm.
2: that, it's just bound to. And it's a very small city, so it's like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's like that's that's why I'll be always saying like
1: I feel like Milwaukee's worse than Chicago and I know people from Chicago probably yeah in my head for saying that but mm-hmm. it's just like if you just imagine Milwaukee so close, a lot of Chicago people move there because the benefits there is mm-hmm. cracking. Everybody know that Milwaukee right. benefits cracking you get Milwaukee. Baby, for some reason feel little like little they got to compete with Chicago like And then right. You know, like like run they run up feel like there. they're in the Craziness and violence like and and you know it's just a cold city with poor black people honestly it's gonna breed a certain type of behavior no matter where you are so my like, yeah. people be trying to like rep they see right. the hardest that's right. just not even cool because like, like at Detroit. the end of the day we're cold that's why i'm like something about being in the south and just being in the sun like you're <laughs> say you're cold like why yes there's like, a
2: science
1: there's to a that. right, you right.
2: Can Cold just make your heart cold. It's like yeah. twenty
1: degrees in Milwaukee right now. Cause right <laughs> I just feel like the hood and how hood niggas acting and stuff is just different than here. Like y'all, it's a hood here. It's a poverty stricken right, behavior, right. but there's just a coldness. Yeah, it's just different. So I can see that. What it is? But just uh, like, yeah. I don't even know how to describe it, but yeah. So and even the niceness feel. A little mean sometimes, like, my other person could really <laughs> love you and shit, but they talking hella shit. You know what <laughs> Is this love? Oh right. my god, they're looking out Facts. for me and they doing, and they, yeah, because people are just really blunt instead of being like, hey, you need to work on it. You stupid, you stupid, <laughs> bro. You fucking stupid. What you doing is stupid. You mm-hmm. need to stop being stupid, like, honestly, <laughs> you just really looking stupid out here, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, dog, you dumb, bro. This thing, on what. Is he not stupid? <laughs> like, you know, yeah, not yeah. everybody calling you stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. niggas is mean. Yeah, niggas, niggas, niggas can be mean for real. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, and they'll all be in love because honestly, you were stupid. <laughs> they be
0: glad. So they, they care about you, and just telling us <laughs> what, what you were doing.
1: <laughs> you know, they just wasn't nice about it, but. But they're honest. You, you needed to, you, yeah, it was actually true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so,
0: I don't know if this one comes off, but let me see. There's oh, three God. questions.
2: Um, mm. I know by the way you just made that noise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, cause there's three questions. There is, does emotional investment in a partner impact quality of sex or is that separate? Why or why not? I feel like we kind of already talked about that earlier. Um, There's another question that says, can you tell people to date other Black races? Traveling does not mean that you are only going to white places, but the places (laughs) I've been haven't been the continent of Africa as of yet, and I haven't really dated any Afro-Latinos or have great experiences with people in particular uh, Black Caribbean countries personally. So that's why I didn't speak to those, but... I love black people that's clear Um, where did you feel most comfortable sexually or sensually and why do you think that is for all of you then that's a good question to end on where did you feel the most comfortable sexually or sensually and why do you think that is
2: where did I feel the most comfortable um hmm I do I, I guess I guess I'll have to say it w- it would be my ex, my most recent relationship. Like I we were just together for so long, you know what I mean? Like after just me just with somebody that much, like we were together all the time. So it's like, you know, he just he knew my body quite well. I'm very comfortable with him. We also like knew each other for a little while before we like made a relationship official and like waited to have sex until our relationship was official like i was completely comfortable and already had feelings for him and all those things was already established by the time we decided to have sex and so it was like And I'm just, I'm a naturally monogamous person, and I realize that about myself. Like, I'm not really the kind of person that likes to just have five niggas at at a time. Like, I can't, I don't even like to keep up texting with one person, like, (laughs) let alone two to three. So, um, yeah, and I feel like if I find somebody who is that same type of person, which I feel like is so rare in men these days Mm -hmm. for a man like you know what i actually just like to talk to deal with one chick at a time like <laughs> but if i was to find that and it was like a genuine thing it's just like yeah you know and if we decide to take it further or we don't decide to take it further like you know what i'm saying i'll keep the open communication with you because i'm not dealing with other women and i can be honest with you about these things because we're not in a relationship like i feel like that would make me feel very much comfortable like oh okay at least i don't have to worry about stds or you just pop a baby on me or some weird ass crazy shit and um mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah what about you um
0: where have you felt the most comfortable sensual or
1: sexually um and why man um if i just keep it like real 100 percent raw i would say it was that you know a few months of me being a dancer and meeting mm-hmm. kayla um because you know right before then i was such a tomboy and i never really saw myself as um sexy and um to uh to be in the environment that was very um for it to be a strip club it it was kind of empowering in a sense because like when I went to Milwaukee and, like, I heard about the strip clubs there and how they have a schedule, like, a real job and everything, and I'm like, what? Like, they treating y'all like just some regular, regular employees? You're shaking that ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Um, so um you know they really it, it was kind of like you know they had shows and you know i was like michael jackson one time one walked to the back like they had <laughs> and then like the club was like owned by a cop i used to make taco dip like and everybody knew that like you know, oh, she's a you know they kind of saw me as a virgin. I wasn't a virgin, but the fact that I had only been, I was only mm-hmm. with one person and still with that person during that time, uh, they kind of treated me like that, like oh, I was a, like baby or something or whatever. <laughs> but um, it was just so cool, and and because it was owned by a cop, and because they had a good idea of me, and like all of the, it was like this thing where no, no one felt like I belonged, you know, because I would be at the bar reading a book. And I would be wearing like a long, sexy, tight sweater, but it would be a sweater because bitch is cold. I'm fucking anemic. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the type of place where they can't really tell you what to do. You're an independent contractor. You know, you're paying technically to be there. You're paying to be there. So... Mm-hmm. and they want you there like they're hoping and praying you get there that's how the dj gonna make money because they tip them and all that type of stuff so they need the girls and that's why, i was like in milwaukee i almost wanted to do like a civil rights thing for the strippers like what is going on they need you there would be no niggas if there was no bitches in here why don't are they the treating you like you are have more respect <laughs> like this is crazy hmm uh, you know but the women have the women have to understand that it's like y'all are going along with this Mm -hmm. you have power you have the power power. don't fucking go Mm -hmm. but yeah so but having those months and and it it broke down a lot of those issues that we were talking about earlier of just sexuality how i viewed it you know i always felt like strip club was just full of hoes you know what i mean that's Mm -hmm. really how i felt and at one point. so like just being there and seeing like, you know, a woman that's a mom and freaking getting her masters and stuff and like yeah, there was hoes, straight up <laughs> straight up uh right. promiscuous if I'm being politically correct. But there was a lot of women who were respectable, who were you know what a I mean? A lot of diamonds in the player. Yeah, like <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, and and honestly it was fun like i love dancing and and i felt so free and so beautiful people throwing 20s i look down oh my god a 20 like, oh mm-hmm. you can't ever tell me i'm ugly ever again <laughs> at this point you have to pay me more to tell me i'm ugly for me to believe you right
0: <laughs> here's a million dollars you are despicable
1: you know so i feel like that's when i felt free that's when i gained confidence as a woman and and i honestly felt like i learned how to gain respect from disrespectful men because if you can gain respect like naked and like Mm -hmm. in a thong or whatever which i was never naked one Mm because texas is not about that but (laughs) um if you can gain respect like all hoop with your little I used to have these little shorts and a little thing and like pasties. If, you know, and if you can do that in that type of environment. place, environment, then you can you can do that anywhere. And, and it really helped me just being a bartender and everything else that I continue doing in the, in the rest of my life, honestly, dealing with men because men are themselves in the strip club. Mm-hmm. So it taught me so much about like men. And, and it really took away me feeling like and me realizing that women are beautiful, different shapes, sizes, whatever, mm-hmm. like, and, and men act like they like this and that, like, what's popular. But he over here making it rain on her and she's nothing like what was supposedly, mm-hmm. you know. Everyone's supposed to like. Right. right. So, um, yeah, it, it just really opened my mind. Just to a lot of different things in that type of aspect and I never experienced even being sexy or flirting I always was kind of this tomboy and the guy that I was with at the time we were like friends that ended up together we never dated we never was romantic so yeah
0: yeah yeah I love that I love that you shared it I love that that perspective um I think it's so valuable too with so many people because there's so many so many perceptions of what that looks like or what that is or what that is like or the type of women that belong in there like there's so much i mean anything that's sexualized is going to have like misconceptions and heavy misconceptions that of course are stereotypes that hurt you know the people who are there just because of the way that people judge them um i would say for me and my answer like the where i was the most sensually and sexually comfortable and why i would say has been it's it's kind of like not a direct answer i would say traveling traveling has created a comfortable space for me centrally and sexually because it has allowed me to get out of a space where um i wasn't deeming anyone you know worthy to the point where i was receiving such a comfort in my connection with these people all over whether i was in costa rica whether i was in canada whether i was in south korea like in all different types of men different ethnicities i mean southeast asian east asian you know south american central american um afro-latino like whoever like i've got so many i started to perceive myself i already have confidence but the growth and building that confidence and transmuting that confident energy in every other place of my life is always going to be a journey and that traveling created that for me like Mm -hmm. it made it so that i didn't have any issues going anywhere by myself like i can get on a flight tomorrow and go to an offshore island okay (laughs) on the coast of malaysia i be (laughs) fine okay i will be looking forward to it i think (laughs) that there is like a level of calmness you have with just who you are who you are in any place i'm gonna be my i'm gonna be ayana from miami 305 till i die in South Korea like and I don't care how you want to act like you perceive me because the only time that you see somebody black is on TV I don't care I'm gonna be myself regardless like yeah I might adhere to some things that you saw on this show that you watch that only show black people you know killing others or um I'm like not even or but I'm gonna I'm gonna adhere to some of those things because maybe some of the ways that I talk you are gonna be like oh that's what I heard on television but I'm not going to slight myself or be less of myself because of how much you know about people who look similar to me like i don't i don't care um think and i know. think that that has just translated sexually like i don't care about how much i'm showing my sexual self if i'm in a space where i am comfortable and accepted and my pleasure is being focused on and centered like i'm gonna show all of myself and i'm i'm going to be be all of myself and Um, I really, really found my sexual self really, truly when I, I mean, this is probably why Costa Rica is still one of my favorite countries because I just developed myself in so many ways when I was there. Like I moved there when I was 20. I turned 21 when I was there. I was going to school there. I was studying there. I was learning Spanish out there. I was living with a host family out there. So I had like a mom, a dad, a little sister who were all Costa Rican. I was living in her house for four months. Like I was traveling alone when I was out there. I had people traveling because the area I was in, even though it was up in the mountains and it was so small people were coming there they they literally I think had like over a hundred thousand like espats people who just came from all different other countries within like half a year like out of six months there'll be a hundred thousand people who come here like it was such a high um travel spot where I was even though it was a very very small town in the mountains so having (laughs) so much interaction with so many different people from so many different places I feel like just allowed me to become flourish and, and open. And one of my favorite experiences and the best experience I've ever had that I still have, I um, I had never, I had never had penetrative sex yet because I was, un- I turned 21 there, but I didn't really start having penetrative sex until I started to actively, you know, come back to the US and stuff like that. Um I think, I well, I think I like started there, but there's this one guy who did not have penetrative sex with me with this penis <laughs> but i had the best most aroused climactic experience i still have had in my life with him just using his mouth in his hands like and it's just one random tatted guy from argentina who happened to be in the mountains for a week and then left like just ra- random just super random but experiences that i will never forget that have allowed me to learn so much about what i like from sensuality and what i like from sexuality and what things that i can you know what gives me arousal like what gives me climax what's gonna really give me the best orgasm ever like i know all these things because of all these like experiences and really traveling is what got me there so
1: that's my answer for me it said get a passport right.
2: oh and that's that's on period Gotten <laughs> some um one night head <laughs> and
1: then that you know a couple
0: times but yes i see a lot of friends in the chat so thank you all for joining we're about <laughs> to head out um thank you ladies we can definitely do a part two because why not uh we can schedule something for next month i think that'll be really awesome um I really love the talk. I think next time we can probably talk more about sensuality and see how you know we have explored in those senses, whether we have had a lot of explorations of those senses, and um and how that differs from the sex that we have had in our lives. I think that'll be really interesting to talk about. So that could be our round two. And uh, let people know what's coming up for you guys, where they can find you, and any other information you want to let people know before we end.
1: <laughs> well, for one, we're going to be in Athens, Georgia. Yep. It's a free show. It's a um, Halloween uh, fashion show uh, thrown by BYV, and it's going to be lit. We're doing a 25-minute set, so um, we're definitely going to be putting this show on, yes, and yes. it's going to be lit. Yes. It's hour away if you're in Atlanta, but I mean, pull up. Yep, yep. and yeah. we got the rotation video
2: that's about to be dropping very very soon <laughs> follow us at we are highness we don't see it on your on your screen uh, <laughs> so we're gonna be gonna be um announcing the date for that officially very very
1: yeah. soon as well and yeah. then we got you know some new music dropping and stuff like coming that coming up so, yeah so yeah i'll be looking 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 for all of that. So, yes, we are Highness on Instagram and YouTube is the Highness Movement. Uh, yeah. We're about to start dropping covers and um, consistently trying to drop covers every month or something like that. So. Mm, nice. Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Yay. Yay. So, thank you guys for joining another episode of Sex Talk. We are going to have it every Tuesday for the next couple of weeks. We're going to try to consistently have it every Tuesday. Um, yeah. Next Tuesday. Right um -hmm. i'm gonna have to check who next but we have one coming up next tuesday same time same place eight o'clock eastern standard time um i'll be posting flyers in my story and i will also be posting one remainder one reminder flyer on my page so keep a lookout for that and until next time you very lovely people (laughs)
2: love you ladies tuesday for show
1: yeah (laughs) talk to you
0: soon